Welcome to Let's Run That Back. That was terrible. One sec. <clears throat> Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. And this will be hard to edit. <laughs> you do, I don't... It's like... I, I actually... It's usually good when you are when you do these kinds of things because it means you're like in a good mood and you're ready to like <laughs> talk about whatever we're talking about. But it does take about 30 more minutes than it needs to take. Lately, I've been so freaking tired. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter, and today we'll catch up on what we've been watching, we'll investigate the Batman, and we'll give our top five live-action Batman films. So without further ado, let's run that back. That's the new... That's the new theme song. You need to use you doing that as this episode. Okay, I think last time when we did our, like, you know, what have you been watching? You didn't have a lot. I do. You, have you watched anything since? Newsflash. <laughs> All I've really watched is more Ink Master. At least you're watching something that you enjoy. I watched the second episode of Euphoria. Hey, of season two. Right. Um, and the first episode of season two of Cheer. So you're like, okay, I got to start watching Euphoria again. So I'll watch the first episode. And then like a week later, you watch the second episode. And then you're like, I'm just going to start watching a different show now. No, Carrie, Carrie wanted to watch Cheer. I was exhausted. Okay. I didn't care what we watched. So now, she put it on. did you start from the beginning, or had you guys seen Cheer, and now you've like started the new season? That was the first thing I had seen. She watched the first season. Oh, so you got like you started on the second season, right? I mean, I don't plan on finishing it, but this is probably really captivating <laughs> for our listeners. We're just kind of ironing out. Like, I just need to know like exactly which episode did you see? The first. Maybe you were. Maybe she was on the third season. episode. Maybe, because I think we could really drag it, drag like 10 minutes out of this conversation. And I started watching Jackass Forever. Okay. I still haven't done that. Dylan, my significant other's brother, SOB, he wants to watch Jackass Forever, right? Because he's seen the trailers in theaters. And I'm like, you know, Paramount Plus, I think it is, has all of them. Has every Jackass movie. He's like, right, but does it have Jackass Forever? I'm like, why do you want to watch that one? I mean, I want to watch it too, but I guarantee yeah, there's some crazier shit in the original movies. Well, than he's totally gonna not going to understand the storyline. <laughs> if you haven't seen Jackass one through four, one through three, which let alone the the series, the TV series, <laughs> there's just too much lore. Yeah, I mean, you got to be well. He's gonna be like, "Where's the, Bam?" You're gonna be like, "Wait, who's is that guy's penis in all the movies?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> It is. Yeah. I know it's dressed up like a Godzilla monster right now, but it's it's <laughs> the same penis. Oh, God. So you're enjoying Jackass forever, huh? For the most part, yeah. <laughs> I wa- I've been continuing to watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I pointed out that someone I knew from college shows up in it. I saw her. Oh, did you? 
She was good. Her one line was good, and that's not me making fun of her. She had one line, and she did it great. Good. Um, and so, loving that show. Every time an episode ends, I look at Kristen and I say, "My God, this must be the best written dialogue in TV." <laughs> it's so good. And then we're in the last season. The final season is airing currently of Attack on Titan. No, oh, yeah, you've the talked anime about show. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it is so good. And every episode has just ramped up more and more and more. And we're like, I, I'm obviously not going to get into it, not going to get into spoilers, but we're at this point in the story where they're getting close to where they need to get to end, but it feels like there could be like six more episodes if they wanted to. And Dylan was like, I think there's only one left. And I'm like, okay. So they've done... So- like it approached a really good ending point, and then you think there's going to be more afterwards? It's a no. great segue. What? <laughs> No. Oh, okay. What I'm saying... No, you know what I'm saying. You're just trying to make a joke, right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so pretty much it's just been Mrs. Maisel and Attack on Titan and not much else. But among all of that, I did see The Batman twice. Once opening weekend and then once a few days later. And I believe that if we worked this out correctly you also watched to the batman but not twice right it kind of sounded like i said washed the batman and so like did you have robert pattinson in your bathtub i wish but i didn't (laughs) unfortunately it was just hudson as (laughs) usual (laughs) all right so yeah we watched the batman we're talking about the batman hudson's got a cuter little butt So, just a really, really, really quick, like, before we really start talking about the Batman and I tell you the, you know, synopsis and who directed it and all that, I do think it's worth mentioning that this is kind of a big episode for us (laughs) because we're very big fans of Batman Mm -hmm. in general. Dabbled in some comics, reading some comics. You listened to a podcast that's just Kevin Smith talking about Batman. Many, many episodes of it. Yeah, well, I mean, now it's kind of different from what it used to be. Right. But the original incarnation was just him interviewing people who were either voice actors on the show, writers on the show, or comic book writers or artists. It was really cool. Right. Sunk a lot of hours into that. Watched all the movies for the most part. Watched a lot of the cartoons, the Adam West TV show. Like, between us, you know. Very big fans of Batman. So, like, whenever a new Batman movie comes out, it's it's an event. Um, and so, you know, we have this, n- the newest incarnation of the Batman. And just to give you a quick uh, synopsis here, I tried to write one that's not, like, too in-depth so that we don't spend too much time just talking about what the movie's about. Have you seen Seven? That. All right, let's go. Well, we'll get into that. But (laughs) The Batman is a mystery noir thriller film with many plots happening simultaneously that all weave together in the end. Bruce Wayne is in his second year of being Batman when we meet him. The Gotham City mayor is murdered by the Riddler, and Jim Gordon of the Gotham Police Department. Do you know, is he Captain Gordon, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Gordon? I think, if I remember you think? correctly. I know that's what he was in, like, Batman Begins, so I just kind of assumed it, he might be that here. 
but possibly a lieutenant of the Gotham Police Department, um, Jim Gordon allows Batman to come to the crime scene. This begins a grueling investigation for Gordon and the Batman. Through his investigating, the Batman encounters Selina Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, who's working at the Penguins Club, the Iceberg Lounge. Her friend, Annika, goes missing after the mayor's murder. Batman and Catwoman work this missing person case, and it pulls them deep into Gotham's underbelly. This investigation brings to light truths about the Penguin, the GCPD's corruption, and mob boss Falcone's involvement with the largest drug bust in GCPD history. Stop it, Matt. I'm trying to read, and you're making Sorry, this synopsis is longer than the movie. No, it's not. Okay. You have to have not listened to the Scream 5 episode if you think this is a long synopsis. I was on the Scream 5 episode. We talked about Encanto. (laughs) These truths also happen to be what the Riddler's trying to bring to light. In the end, the Riddler's plan is mostly put to an end, but he was still able to reveal just how broken Gotham is, and ultimately, he succeeds in what he was trying to do. Catwoman sees this and chooses to escape before it consumes her, urging Batman to come with her. However, Batman realizes the violent, vengeful effect he's had on the city. He chooses to stay and fight for Gotham, even if it kills him. From now on, he'll fight as a symbol of hope instead of a symbol of vengeance. So that's mostly what the movie's about, and really and truly, Matt's acting like that was longer than the movie, but once this is cut together, that is going to be so short. Um, you also, Matt, is pretending to sleep right now, and you probably shouldn't do that because knowing how close you are to sleep at all times, you're just going to actually <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> so The Batman was directed by Matt Reeves. It was written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Paul Dano, Colin Farrell, some more than that as well. Yeah, that was Colin Farrell as the Penguin. As Catwoman? Oh. Yeah, they were. Colin Farrell played every role, <laughs> and he did it great. So this is the most nerve-wracking part of the whole thing because which I know what I thought should have been played by Nick Cage. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Danny DeVito, <laughs> but Nick Cage is good. This is the part that gets nerve-wracking because I know what I think of the movie, and I'm all, it's like, what did you what did you think of the movie, Matt? Overall, I had um, qualms. Um, but I loved it overall. Yeah. That's the most like succinct overall you've ever given a movie, which is fine. <laughs> That's good. We need to be able to move a little bit through this one. So, Well, I, I want to be able to spend see... time on the actual yes. ins and outs of it. Positives and negatives, yeah. Of course. I also loved it. I do also have like very i have small qualms if i'm being honest like mm-hmm. it's mostly like probably a little bit nitpicky but mostly positive loved the movie i get um, kind of i don't know touchy about a lot of these characters like yeah. i want them to be the way i want them to be and so I a lot actually of that is, like yeah go ahead sorry a lot of that is where a lot of my issues come up but I have trouble because I also like them to be familiar, but I also do like to see a spin on a character. Um, And so I think this movie did that with some things, and some things, what I'm guessing you're saying, maybe went a little further with it than you would have liked. But should we start with the good or the bad? Like, what do you have more of? I probably have more more good. good. I have more good than bad. Then I feel like, personally, 
we usually start with good and then end it bad, and I feel like I'd rather end on a more exciting note on this one. So well, I feel like my bad's going to be a little bit shorter than my good, so I okay, shouldn't say bad cool. negatives. I actually call them not so good. I have the good and the not so good. Okay. So, what's one of your negatives? Um, Batman didn't really do anything. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel what you're saying. Go ahead, though. Like, Catwoman caught the guy that had all the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all, all Batman did was solve some, like, super simple riddles. Some riddles, right. Like, every single one of them, I knew the answer to before they said it. Half of the job is showing up, Matt. That's about all he did. He did about half the job. I will say, there were parts where I thought they're, like, overwriting. Like, they want, I think they wanted to have, like, a dialogue, you know, where, like, the Riddler, let's say specifically the scene where he's typing to the Riddler about the Rada Alada. He types, is a penguin a rat with wings? And the Riddler says, like, interesting or whatever. And they kind of have a little dialogue. And I think they wanted it to be like, oh, Batman's going back and forth with the Riddler. But it just kind of made Bruce Wayne seem like kind of an idiot a little bit. Where, like, he would ask these questions like, why? Or, like, like is this what you mean? Right. And stuff. Where, Batman where like, would have been, would have said Falcon. Do you think part of that is that it's supposed to be like he's still figuring out how to be the Batman? Because we're, we're only two years in. And I feel like most people with the rat with wings thing, the first thing they jump to is a bat. And it took all the way until they caught Well, penguins. I think that's what that was the point. To to get him to say, like, you know, what if it's a bat? Right. Um, and Falcone, if I'm being honest, felt a little bit like a stretch to me. Of all of the riddles they did, that was the weakest one to me. Uh, because I did, it's like Penguin. Well, Dylan was kind of mad about Penguin being a guest that they get like a, a real guest they gave because he was like penguins don't have wings they have flippers okay penguins have wings they're birds they i agree <laughs> but sorry that you're not here to defend yourself okay Dylan. so a rat with wings as an animal would probably most consi be considered a bat or a pigeon like they said but the animal isn't the rat the person is the rat Right. Falcone is the rat, and a falcon has wings. It's a rat with wings. So what you're saying is, like, let's break down the riddle. The riddle is a rat with wings. So first, you figure out who the rat is. Right. And then once you figure out that you're looking for a rat, then you think, what is their connection to having wings? Correct. A falcon. I That didn't bother me too much. I see what you're saying, but it really didn't it was bother just, me that much. It was just too easy. And so, like, I don't know. Batman just kind of was around. Right. I see what you're saying. Also, I don't know. He didn't have any reason to really give a shit other than, like, the cops want to know who's killing these people. Like, it wasn't like, until the end where they tried to kill Bruce Wayne that, like, there was any connection to, like... I don't... What? I don't buy that one. Like, I, I don't buy... I don't know why you're saying that, because, like, Batman's whole thing is stopping crimes, and the main biggest thing going on at that moment was a serial murderer so of course he's gonna want to catch the murderer yeah. that's just that's just batman like mm. i feel like you could say that about literally anything like no but i feel in like the dark batman, night why does he want to stop the joker i feel like batman especially in the beginning was all about just like stopping the street criminals uh-huh 
And like he and wasn't this, doing that for Okay. I'm just gonna say I think that we're two years in, right? They started the movie showing that he's developed this, you know, ritual of going out at night and stopping petty crime, let's call it. Just right. like street crime. Right. And that he's gotten to this point where he's like a myth almost that like people are scared of. I feel like we're seeing the first time it gets bigger. The Riddler's the first one. Okay. All right. And and he's trying it out. Okay. I also just think like he would stop a serial murderer. Like that's like it's just that's like Batman's thing. I don't know. He just didn't seem to have any reason to. I guess it makes what you're saying makes sense. But then like mm-hmm. he goes to help the cops and all the cops are like freak. It's like why do I want to help you assholes? What's one of your not so goods? It was really just like some of the dialogue was a bit lame. Like just like slightly like I feel like it's almost going for that noir kind of feel where it's like they're almost talking poetically sometimes, mm-hmm. but it just kind of was a little dumb to me. Like, <laughs> it wasn't that bad, though. Like, I really want to stress that it wasn't that bad to me, but I'll give the example of when he's in Catwoman's house and her fridge door is open and she just never closes it. <laughs> I'm just, it that was bothering me, but it's beside the point. He says, you've got a lot of cats, and she like looks at him and says... I have a thing about strays and it's like, I get what you're going for with that. Cause it's supposed to be like dramatic. Mm-hmm. Right. But that dialogue was just a little like lame. And there was like a couple of those, you know, not, not a ton, but like a couple of them, you know, who did not utter one word, who had some of the most ridiculous dialogue, but not one thing that they said. I was like, that was it, right. You didn't think any of it was stupid. Colin Farrell. Yes. Him, okay, sorry. I'm st- we're starting to get into yes, positive. That's a positive. That's a positive. We'll wait. We'll All wait. Right. Do you have a negative? We'll kind of go back and forth. Okay. My absolute favorite Batman villain is the Riddler. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll vouch vouch for that. I you've said that before. I did not like this Riddler. Was it that he felt too far removed from what the Riddler usually is? And no, felt because more I'm like o- the Zodiac killer. <laughs> he didn't seem smart enough. Yeah, I see what you mean there. And they played him almost like he was delusional. Right. Yeah. And the Riddler is not delusional. Right. He's intentional. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what you're gonna do five, ten, fifteen moves ahead of time. Right. It 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 just was not to me okay. it wasn't the Riddler. I see what you're saying. I, I know what you mean. Because you, the Riddler, they kind of did a couple things that I think were Riddlery. I mean, he gave riddles, obviously. Step one, done, right? But how at the end, when he like realizes Batman didn't understand the whole plan, and he gets kind of like mad about it, I feel like that made sense for Riddler. But the thing that didn't... Yes, it did. The, in the Arkham games... He oh, but you know what? He doesn't get mad. He gets sarcastic. In the Arkham games, he's testing Batman. He's always testing yes. Batman in, in in the comics and whatever. He's always testing Batman because he wants to have an equal. But what does the Riddler start doing as Batman gets closer and closer to winning? Because there's also that part of Riddler where he, he is at a- least a little bit delusional in the sense that he thinks he can't be beaten. Correct, but he's not so delusional that he thinks that Batman is on his team. 
and wants the same thing that he wants. Now, I do have a thing that I just thought of because because I didn't think this as much as you did. I see what you mean. I'm not going to say that you're wrong. Well, well of course, because it's an I opinion anyway. But, <laughs> but you're delusional. <laughs> but what I will say is maybe we'll see going forward. Maybe this is like the other thing I said, where this is the first time the Riddler's trying this. And that now he understands Batman is not on his side. They are they are enemies. And he's going to be it. ready for that next I'm time. I'm not buying it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I see that. I, I understand. I think also, that it was possible that he that you wouldn't like it because he's your favorite. That there was a lot right. That's there. what I'm saying. I get a little bit, I don't know, mm-hmm. shitty about this kind of stuff. Also... The Riddler knows who Bruce Wayne is. The Riddler has can figure out who who Batman is. Yes. That it's Bruce Wayne. That bothered me yes. that he didn't know. I think he did. No, he I, didn't. Okay. Then why would he have tried to kill him? Why was it part I, of his plan to kill him? If him and Batman were on the same team, why would part of that plan be to kill Bruce Wayne? I see what you mean. Because he knew he would get out of it. He knew he wouldn't die. And it was mostly about bringing the dirt up. He told Batman that Bruce Wayne was the one that we didn't get. That's true. You're right. You got me there. That's true. He will figure out that it's Bruce Wayne eventually. Well, and that's his thing in the comics is that he does, he's figured out that it's Bruce Wayne, but he won't tell anybody because how good is a riddle if everyone knows the answer? Such a Riddler thing. He, I will give you that. He has to be better than everyone. The Riddler, yes, he has to be better than everyone. And I think that they, when he got angry at the end, that was something where he thought, okay, I'm the best, my only equal is this Batman. But guy. I didn't I didn't read that as angry. I read that as he, his feelings were hurt. He was frustrated. Right, but he, he, like, it felt like the only equal he thought he had may be Batman, and then he just learned that Batman's also an idiot like everyone else. Yeah. That was what I took away from yeah. it, and... I feel like that was kind of going in that realm of he thinks he's the smartest one. Mm -hmm. I have another negative. My other negative, I feel like should be talked about a little bit later. So that's the only other negative I have. I have two more. I can think of one, but for some reason I can't think of the other. Should have written it down. I should have. Okay. That very scene in Arkham Asylum, after that conversation between Batman and the Riddler. Okay. If the movie ended right there, if that after that scene was the end of the movie, would you feel any differently about this movie than you do now? If we didn't get the flooding and the Madison Square Square Garden sequence. Question. But do you still get the very end, like with him and Catwoman talking or anything? Or you're saying that like he talked to the Riddler, cut to black, end of movie. You still get you still get that wrap up. You just don't get like him giving his voice over about the whole right. like I sh- can't rule with vengeance or the blowing up of the seawall right. or I'm ready for you to say why you feel this way but absolutely not I completely agree with what you just said I I completely disagree with what you just said sorry I I didn't no. I did not need it There are two reasons why I liked what happened at the end okay like in Madison Square Garden and all that stuff the first thing that I liked, which is a weird thing to be talking about in the not-so-good section, the first thing that I liked felt like the, almost the crux of the whole movie to me, so that's, like, another reason why I want it to be in there, and it's 
when they stopped the last Riddler guy and they pulled off his mask and said, who is this guy? And he said, I'm vengeance. I felt like that was, that was good. And I really thought the Riddler could have said that he was vengeance. Go ahead. He could have, but he didn't. And that's not what you asked. You asked if it ended right at asylum. My question is, do we need the third act? Yes. And the answer is no, we don't. And it also had that scene where he, um, this is where there were some janky stuff. Like I, I wasn't a fan of how he, the Batman, like after they kind of beat everyone, then you had the crowd still in the water underneath. And which by the way, we keep saying Madison square garden. And I also said that after we like watched the movie, it's Gotham square garden, Matt, that they're, that this is happening. in. Yeah, okay? okay. Yeah. But after they beat the like final Riddler guy or whatever, and the crowd was in the water, Batman saw that there was a wire that was going to touch the water and electrocute everyone. And he like dove over and grabbed it and cut the wire to like save everyone. And he fell into the water and I thought, like, this is where it's going to fade out. We're going to now, like, you know, he's going to get washed away with the crowd after saving them. But then he just immediately comes up out of the water and the scene continues. That part I thought was kind of stupid, just in the sense that they really overhyped the moment that was happening and then immediately just let it keep going, which is what you're saying happened with the entire third act. But I really liked the shot. After when he there lit was the some, flare there was and some he really let good everyone shots out, it. that's not what I'm saying. And he like, and they all followed him out, and that's when he realized it should be more about helping people and giving more, being more of a symbol of hope than of vengeance and like darkness. Would it have been so difficult for them, maybe when they're criticizing the renewal plan, to mention how they just abandoned the seawall project? So there would have been any sort of indication before it actually exploded that, hey, these seawalls are a thing? I just didn't think it mattered as much. I I, I didn't think it mattered. So I, I, you know, I respect your opinion. I just completely disagree. <laughs> so I guess agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> and then, like, Ugh. Catwoman caught the guy that had all the information about Falcone. The cops and caught Monica, Riddler. Yeah. All Batman did Batman was get shot a bunch his... and get blown up. And realized that he needed to fix himself before he tried to fix the city. I mean, I I'll, that, I'll get into that. This was, this was, they said, we're not going to do Bruce, or they're not going to do Batman's uh, origin story. So they did the origin right. story of the mask that is Bruce Wayne, which I, which I really like. But we, like I yeah. said, we can get into that. Yeah. Do you, did you think of your other negative or are you fine moving into positives? I'm fine moving into positives. <laughs> okay. This was kind of a weird thing that we did by starting with the negatives. So, the positives. so I, I hope that this was okay for everyone. I remember my last negative. Okay. He was super shitty to Alfred. The whole movie. But I think... Yes. Okay, this is going to be a trilogy. I, I, I don't like saying this because it, it kind of takes blame away from the initial movie that that needs to work but i just feel like the batman we're getting is a different kind of vibe than we've gotten before and i think that he need he needed to learn a lot of lessons that he learns throughout this movie and i think that we're staged to get a sequel that feels very much more like ingrained in like what batman is 
I'm just saying. I did not like how shitty he was to Alfred the whole time. It's a different take, you know? Every time we see, we know we've seen him be, like, absolutely loving to Alfred. Let's see him be kind of shitty and see how that affects him. No. Matt loves Alfred. No. Did you like Andy Serkis as Alfred? I loved Andy Serkis as Alfred. Let's move into positives then, baby. I loved that. Oh my God. Sorry. I just realized me starting with this after like everything you just said about. I loved the your third detectives. Act. No. I loved that it was a detective story. I loved that instead of it being much more action based and like mob based and that, which it kind of had, you know, mob stuff in it, but it was. At the heart of it, it was Batman investigating something. Whether or not he's the one that figured everything out, maybe it was his accomplices. But God, just getting to see Batman walk into a crime scene and like look around at evidence and like pick up things and, and come to conclusions was awesome. I agree. I love that it was a detective story. I won't hold that it was the easiest crime to solve of all time against it. It was still a detective story, and I hope that they continue yeah. on kind of with that theme. Doing that, yes. But, and I wish that we had gotten the original Joker scene. Let's get to that later, because I think that has to do with something I'm going to talk about later. Okay. I loved Gotham City. Like I just loved how it looked, the rain and just the crowdedness and the mm-hmm. shadows and the production design was so good and the insides of buildings the griminess and the like uh, nothing was lit there's no lights in gotham city (laughs) everything's dark you say one you say something you like (laughs) unless you want me to list things and you just agree it doesn't matter to me i really like the production quality stands out nah no i i really like the production quality (laughs) as well um and I, I think you were probably going to get into the the cinematography, but specifically, yes, specifically, and I guess this is a um, I don't know the cinematographer's name, but I, from what I was reading, it's kind of a signature of the cinematographer is the way mm-hmm. that he plays with light and the way that the the scene that sticks out to me is when they uh-huh. were they were shooting it, Batman, and every time they shot, it, there was like a strobe. And he yes. looked different. He was like in a different position, like beating the shit. Pretty out of much, they else. were in like a pitch black hallway, and the only thing that would provide light is if someone shot their gun. Right. And so everyone shooting their machine guns created a strobe effect. Right. And no one could stop Batman. He was just right. going through the whole thing. It was really uh, the really cinematographer's cool. name was Greg Frazier. Yeah, looks like. So. But he's done. Look up what he's done in the past. Dune, Rogue One. He did Rogue One. Yeah, that was the one that I was thinking Darth of. Darth Vader in the hallway. Yep, yes. that's the one I was thinking it's of. Very similar scene, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, the cinematography, in my opinion, felt like across the whole movie, mm-hmm. it felt like comic book panels coming to life. Right. Well. You had, you had almost direct shots of Batman and Catwoman from Hush. You had the shot that I talked about in that third act that you despise so much where he's like holding the flare and everyone's following him and it's like from above and everything's red. When I say that it was direct from the panels, I don't mean they literally lifted actual drawings. I mean like I could see that splashed across two pages in a comic book. Yeah. But I think that that has more to do with like composition than it does with cinematography. Cinematography is absolutely the cinematographer a large, a large composes part of it. the frame with the director. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. They no, they sit they down it. with the director. They figure out how they do the lighting. They do the frame. Either way, 
the shots in the movie were great. Right. Yes, I agree. Colin Farrell was a revelation. He was so good. And it's he, like it's not it's and it's not just that he was like unrecognizable in his makeup and all that, like his voice, like the vibe he gave. Mm-hmm. I think as much as the Riddler wasn't done well in your opinion, mm-hmm. he was the penguin. Like that was a good incarnation yeah. of the penguin. Yeah. You had that <clears throat> subtle cowardliness, that mm-hmm. like almost tough front being mm-hmm. put on. And then you also just had that kind of like God, like he's he's just trying to be this big guy, you know, that's right. like that that's trying to run everything. But he's a little in over his head. I just feel like Colin Farrell nailed that. Yes, yes. He was phenomenal. And especially that scene where they, they capture him and interrogate him yeah. to find World's out greatest detective. Yes. <laughs> and I love that like that scene where he says, You guys don't know the difference between L and La <laughs> like about Spanish speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That scene I felt like could have easily become like a meme like in Batman v Superman with the whole like Martha, why'd you say Martha? Mm-hmm. Like that that was made fun of forever that him and uh, Batman and Superman have the same, the mom's same name and everything. And it's like, it makes sense, but it's kind of ridiculous that they're bringing right. it up in this moment. Right. I felt like that moment with the penguin could have been one of those, but f- somehow like the perform, he just nailed the delivery yeah. of yeah. it. The end of that scene where they leave him tied up and he has to like penguin walk over to the car. <laughs> yes, that's an amazing detail. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that this is a this is we're kind of jumping all over the place with our positives right. because in my yeah, opinion there was just a lot to like. It's right. okay. I thought, and I'm interested in hearing what you have wrong with this, Matt. No, I'm just kidding. But the bat suit looked incredible. The the detail on it. The the ears, the the way that like his the battering thing that he had was like part of the chest. I also loved this detail that I saw recently where his arm has like these like ammo holders on them pretty mm-hmm. much and they have these like stretchy straps that go around to like secure them on his arm and the ends of the straps become those like things sticking off the side of his arm that you're used to seeing in mm-hmm. Batman's like silhouette. I just thought it was amazing how they were able to make it like a practical like thing and it still looks the same. Yeah, that was one of the things that I mentioned that I really liked just straight out of the theater was aside from the camera contact lenses which were cool. Uh-huh, yeah. But aside yeah, from cool. aside from those, it was not like James Bond gadgety Batman. Right. It was right. I could realistically see someone with a whole bunch of money utilizing these things, building that Batmobile. Yes. I think they did a good job, like, illustrating that in the scene at the GCPD where he had to jump off the building. And I really loved that moment they gave him where it's like, this is clearly the first time he's ever actually had to Mm -hmm. do this. And he has in his mind, he set up the plan, like, I'll be able to jump off a building if it ever comes to that. Right, right. And in that moment, he had to do it. Um that that whole thing was just really good. I liked that you could see him trying these things that he think will work, that he thinks will work, but then obviously in that scene it doesn't really go as right, 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 right. I mean, he should be dead from what what happened. In that he should scene. be dead several times, several times over. Good and thing he's got nine of them. <laughs> 
I loved Catwoman too. I'm sorry. I I She's I, I thought that She's Zoe great. Kravitz was so good. That was a funny scene where he did that jump off the building and he had to get rid of his cape pretty much to do that. And it was one of those funny moments that wasn't supposed to be funny where the very next thing it cut to was him standing with his cape blowing in the wind in mm-hmm. another scene. And it's just funny imagining like he had to like go get another cape and like get it all or attached. Or go find where what where that cape wherever it went. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I loved the eye makeup. I know a lot of people have talked about this before, but the fact that they really showed, like, when he takes that mask off, the the He's makeup is still makeup, there. Right. And I thought it just aesthetically looked really good, mm-hmm. especially for that dark, like, young, angry Batman they were trying to go for. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier, have you seen Seven? Then you've seen this movie. And you're not really joking. Like, no, I mean, I'm making a joke, but I'm not... Right. I <laughs> loved the inspiration from Seven. There was inspiration from Zodiac. There was inspiration from, and again, I am not kidding at all. There was inspiration from Saw in this movie. And I loved it. Um, What was Saw? You want to play a game? It was the part where you got a video of him with the, like, commissioner of the gcpd or whatever and had him in like a trap oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. and he literally like he was like he was jigsaw in that scene well there was there was a lot of halloween in it in it too yes there was yes the scene where the da is like choked in his car or whatever um it was that one was straight up a shot ripped from halloween where it's through the windshield of the car, but the windshield is all fogged up. Mm-hmm. That was a shot in Halloween. Well, think about the beginning of the movie, um, starting POV. out from the POV from the person who's about to kill the person who they're watching through their POV. Which movie am I describing? Yes. <laughs> Halloween. And the breathing, no, too. The Batman. <laughs> well, both. But you have that breathing, too. The the, the Riddler had that, like... <sighs> right. Through the mask, and then um, the the when the mayor steps out of the way, and the Riddler's just standing there behind him. <laughs> yes, was so it was good. scary. Yeah, it was. There but was I mean, scary parts again, in the movie, straight out of Halloween. Yes, yes, completely. And any like you're telling me that we have a Batman movie that's horror inspired. Mm-hmm. I. I was destined to love the movie. <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't um, keep me but from it. Still, that that opening, that opening scene. Yes. You're you're watching this little kid, dressed up in his Halloween costume, clearly wealthy, playing yes. with his parents. Who do you? Yes. When you start the movie, who do you think that kid is? You think it's Bruce Wayne. So, and then obviously it ends up being the mayor's son. Later, right. Batman sees that they never talk to each other. Right. He never says, like, a little boy reminds me of me when I was murdered. Oh, wait. Uh, right. I mean, or when my parents were murdered. Yes. Whatever. But that connection is one of the strongest connections in the movie. Yes. And that kid never opens his mouth. And I think that that's part of bleeding into your negative a little bit about how shitty he was to Alfred in the scene immediately after he sees that kid sitting there on the bed with his with his contact lens camera mm-hmm. he he's just sitting there and then like the news comes on and they say you know this is like 
this many years to the day of Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne being murdered and stuff. And, you know, Bruce Wayne sitting there like decompressing from this. And Alfred comes in and he snaps at Alfred. He like yells at Alfred. And I think it's in that scene where he says, like, you're not my father. And Alfred says, I'm well aware or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Bat- and Bruce Wayne storms out. And then Alfred looks at the screen and it's at the point in his contact lens camera that you see that he saw the kid that's now been left without, like, his father was murdered. And Alfred says, oh, Jesus, like... You know, he realizes the connection. And I feel like in that moment, he's like, that's why he was mad. That's mm. why he was just upset. Mm. He He's upset. He's remembering. And then later on when he says, I thought I conquered my fears. But he realizes he's scared of having to go through something like that again. And he sees this kid going through it. And it just brings all of that back. Okay, let's say you got a phone call. Uh huh. And I almost died, and I'm in a coma. And you you go to the hospital, and you're sitting in the hospital next to me for days. Okay. Yes. And I, I know what finally you're wake say. up. <laughs> you, what would you say to me? Can I ask one question before I answer? Did I just recently earn for Im- learn information that could mean that everything I thought about my life is is a lie? You did, but from a very unreliable source. (laughs) Technically, two very unreliable sources, because didn't the Riddler kind of start it? Um, I'd probably say, I'm glad you're awake. I need to talk to you about something. No, it wouldn't be that fast. I'd be out of the hospital and home and recovering before you even brought it up. I'm so nice to you the whole time. I'm nice to you the whole time, and then I'm like, you good? Like, you're on the couch, you're sitting there. I'm like, you good? You're like, yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm like, well, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Why okay, didn't you sorry. tell me? Let's, okay, sorry, that's getting no, I back got into you. the negatives. I got you. So, I'm going to freely admit that I don't know where we are in our conversation right now, but I <laughs> we do talk, have my notes I talked in about how much I liked um, connecting Batman to yes. the little boy. Yes, and it was brilliant. I mean, the whole I think that there was an emotional through line throughout the whole movie that really worked. And I and I thought that that's why I really liked. I know that the Riddler technically could have said it, but I liked it better being some random follower of the Riddler because you already knew the Riddler was inspired by the Batman. That's just how it, these things work. But having that guy say, "I am vengeance." After at the beginning of the movie, we got to see Batman say that. And, you know, if you're a Batman fan, you're probably sitting there like, yeah. And then this, like, villain says it. And you realize there isn't much difference. The only difference is that, I guess, Batman doesn't kill. I I don't even know. But And did you notice that 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 guy was the guy from the funeral? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. And the, the through line of Batman and Bruce Wayne having to process all the trauma in his life while also trying to do what he thinks is the thing he's supposed to do to make things better. Mm -hmm. But over the course of the movie, realizing he hasn't really known what was the right thing to do this whole time and he should try something else, I think was just so good. Can I mention another negative? I guess. I don't love that he ended with, I should be a symbol of hope. Because Batman is not, nor has he ever been a symbol of hope. The symbol of justice, sure, 
But like it's hope for the people of Gotham that they have someone they can look up to. That'll be. Can there they to look save up them. to him? Is they he a role now. model? Now he's gonna be. No, he's not. He's gonna go out every night. He's gonna beat the shit out of people, <laughs> which is against either the law. way. So I also loved the music. The music was just dead on awesome. The whole the, movie. Well, I was gonna say the the um, score or the music, but really it's both. The Riddler's theme being Ave Maria. Yes. What a brilliant idea. Was and incredible, combined with how much mom loves Ave Maria. Yes, she's going to love the Riddler. She's the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also read this thing, and so when I watched it the second time, I paid attention to it, that you have this Batman theme that's like these four notes that are like, um, do, 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 do. Like three notes and then a lower one. That when Batman's walking out of the shadows, mm-hmm. they pitched his footsteps to do it where every fourth step is pitched lower than the other mm-hmm. three. And I watched the movie again to hear it, and it's true. Yeah. It like goes with the music. Did you also read that those first five notes are also the first five notes of the Imperial March? I walked out of the theater with Kristen and Dylan. And I said, man, the music was so good, wasn't it? And they were like, I just kept thinking of Darth Vader the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like... The same thing Carrie said. What? And they think I'm, like, in denial. Because, like, yeah, I know they're the same four notes. Like, I understand that. But the fact that they're not played the same way, I never hear it. Like, when I'm watching the movie, I never hear the Imperial March. I don't... It's one of those things is one of the reasons that music is so cool and such a integral part of movies is yes. that I didn't hear it and go, that's the Imperial March. Oh, right. that's it. But I did. I'm like, something feels Darth Vader-y. Right. Yeah, I get it. It was great. It was oh, a yeah, great absolutely. Score. And the, the Nirvana song, Under the Bridge, I think, that they kept it's, using. Uh, it's something in the way. Right, right. Something in the way? Something It's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something. Um, <laughs> they played it twice, and it, and it was... Yes. It was really, really cool. It was effective both times. Right. Acting awesome. Loved Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. Really liked Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. Really liked Robert Pattinson as the Batman. I'm not going to say Bruce Wayne, because Bruce Wayne was not in this movie. <laughs> okay. Loved Andy Serkis as Alfred. Loved Cal- uh, Colin Farrell as Penguin. Loved John Turturro as Falcone. He was very, very sneaky. I loved Catwoman. Zoe loved Kravitz. Cat- Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I, I really, I, I really, really, really the enjoyed all of it. the acting. I really yes. liked Paul Dano, but I wish he had more to do. I know what you mean because he was behind a mask the whole because time. Because I which absolutely is classic Batman thing, right? Which I absolutely I love Paul Dano as an actor. I just don't know yes. that he really did much in this movie. Okay, I'm sorry. So yeah, Dylan. Dylan always has a favorite character that's that's not <sighs> I the didn't norm. Even think about it. It's it's someone that might only show up a you know a shorter amount of time than most people. This is a terrible explanation. Who was that? You only saw him for a minute. Oh, that's Dylan's favorite character. And I do have. An answer, of course. When Batman goes back to Catwoman's apartment, when okay. when Annika is kidnapped, right? There's one of the cats keeps trying to drink um, Catwoman's milk. Okay. 
the cat? Great guess. No, mm. <laughs> not correct. What if I tell you it's a human? You want to try to guess again? It's a human? Oh, the penguin. It's a human. No, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me a second. Oh, I hate this game. Because you were probably tuning out for the third act because you hated it, but... Um, oh, it was in there the third was... act, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, good. I was going to say, there's a shot of flooded Gotham, and there's a dog swimming in the water, and I was like, that's going to be Dylan's favorite <laughs> character, and then it wasn't. <laughs> it's a human. It is. For one of the first times. <laughs> oh, it makes it hard. I guess technically his favorite was a human in Encanto, because it was like one of the kids, but it's all animated, so. I don't know. Was it the twins? It's one of the twins. Ooh. Good job, Matt. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's a 50-50 shot. Which one is his favorite? <laughs> it's the one that doesn't answer the door. The one that has to come yes. second. <laughs> the second <laughs> twin. Yes. This is the first one I've actually gotten right. The second twin. <laughs> I, okay. Good job, Matt. Congrats. You win nothing. <laughs> oh, I win. I win everything. I have no equal. Oh, God. So, good job. But that kind of spins me into one of the kind of wrap-up things I want to talk about a little bit, which is speculation, okay? So, do you think those twins are going to end up being anything more than just them two? Because in, like, the Batman Arkham games, you have those two twins that, like, each only have one arm, but they're, like, missing the other arm. And then also you have Tweedledee and Tweedledum yeah, that are maybe Tweedledee and Tweedledum if you want to do Mad Hatter. Because you think they'll be anything more than they already are? Nah. Okay. I think they'll so be around. I have... And I think because right. I think Penguin's going to be around. Penguin, yes. They'll um, work for the Penguin. But I think they're probably just going to be those guys. Okay. Second speculation question. Do you think there was significance to the mayor's son in the beginning having a Halloween costume that featured a red hood? You mean, like, is he going to be Robin? Yes. He Technically, I guess he can't be, like, Jason Todd unless he right, changes his say, name Red, to protect Red Hood, himself. Red Hood is Jason Todd. Right. But maybe was... he changes his name to go into, like... Maybe. Um, I don't know. <sighs> and Batman had that connection with him, and they kind of kept yeah, going with that. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm so nervous about Robin. I'm never. You've never seen it done like well. Well, which is something else I was gonna. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it into. can't be done well. It Don't just... you kind of want to see Robin in a movie? Kind of, because I know what you mean. Is I he feel like if be they karate did it... doing laundry, <laughs> I feel like he would have to be older. Like they would have to do like close to Nightwing level Robin. He can't just be like a ten-year-old. It just—I don't think that would work <laughs> visually. And like, who do we get? The kid with the lisp from Stranger Things is Robin. He could be any of the kids from Stranger Things. Yeah, you I know don't what? Know. You just made me Should realize be, that um, the redhead, 11. the redhead girl from Stranger Things, is gonna be the Dark Knight Returns Robin. Stephanie Crane. Yeah, was that her name? Carrie, I think her name was. Stephanie Crane is a little girl from Idaho who disappeared 28 years ago. Oh my god, that is dark. <laughs> could could be Robin, but <laughs> we don't know. Her name's Carrie. Look up The Dark Knight Returns. You're thinking of Cassandra Kane. Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly. So it was Carrie, which really you should know because that's your wife's name. Kelly? No, no. 
That's your friend's wife's name? It is. <laughs> anyway, okay, so that's that speculation. Now we go into a, another speculation thing, but it's technically part of my negatives, but also something else you had wanted to talk about earlier, and that's the Joker. Okay, before we get to the Joker, can I do one more positive? Yes. I really liked the twist of this was almost a Bruce Wayne origin story because Bruce Wayne has always been the mask for Batman, right? That's not who right. he is. It's Batman, Batman is, who is he the is. real person. Right, exactly. And, and Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne is, is the mask. His, yes. In this, he had no interest in being Bruce Wayne. He, he yeah. said as much. He doesn't care about the company. He doesn't care about any of that. Over the course of this movie, he realizes that I'm not going to fix everything by going out and punching people in the face. He's going to need to use his resources, use his political prowess, use his charisma. Which is what Real was kind of trying to get at at the funeral, saying, like, you, your family used to do philanthropy, like, you're not doing anything. Exactly. And so I think it's him realizing that, all right, I'm going to have to put on this public persona, this public face. Yes which I think was a really really cool spin on yes. on your um traditional origin story. You start as Batman and you realize you do also have to be Bruce Wayne. Exactly. Okay. Let's uh, talk Joker. about the Joker. Okay. I felt like the whole Joker tease was a little underwhelming mostly because I couldn't figure out if it was somehow Two-Face or if it was supposed to be Joker and Obviously, they made the reference, like, one day you're a clown, and then he laughed at the end, but, like, I was like, was that supposed to be Joker? So that was supposed to be the second time you see him in the movie. Okay. But it was essentially Batman going to Arkham to talk to the Joker in, like, a Silence of the Lambs type scenario. Interesting. To kind of try to get in the Riddler's head. And it was Barry Keegan. So in that situation... We are to know that Batman knows the Joker and maybe put him in. And Ar- already put him in Arkman. Ar- yeah, Arkman. Right. Arkham. Interesting. Well, I'm definitely interested in seeing that because it probably would have helped with the underwhelming feeling. Right. But I guess when your movie's already three hours long, you have to cut some scenes out. Yeah, and you refuse to cut the pointless third act. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. I'm excited to see where they go with Joker because I'm not going to judge at all based off that one scene right. that I saw, but it well, felt weird. It felt different. I kind of hope that they continue on with him having that sort of relationship with Batman where he's never like the villain of the movie. Yeah. But he's around. I would love to see different villains. Like, yeah, I don't like care Dane. if the Joker's like the B villain or something, but uh-huh. I want to see, I want to see Hush, Matt. And they referenced Hush heavily in this mm-hmm. movie. We had a reporter whose last name was Who Elliot. Plays him? It's hundred percent Timothy Chalamet, right? <laughs> is gonna be thick is the son Hush. Thomas Elliot. I would love it. Yeah. Hush has to be coming in some way. Or Brian Cranston as Mr. Freeze was another one that I heard. And I'd love to see the Court of Owls. I I thought there's no way they're going to do it. I feel like the Court of Owls is a later in life Batman kind of thing, but not really, but like it just I think feels like now something was that needs the to time build. to do Court of, Court of Owls. This movie was it the time to do like Court of Owls. It felt like they were gonna <laughs> because like Court of Owls is almost like they expose like kind of what the Riddler was exposing a little bit. Mm-hmm. The the like old history of Gotham. And so I'd love to see that come around like maybe we dive even deeper into it in the future, but 
What villains are you interested in seeing in future movies? Um, I like Black Mask. I'm trying to think of ones that people haven't we done We haven't before. seen much. Right. Yeah. So I like Black Mask. It is a little bit mobby, and I guess we did get him in the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, because you said John Turturro was so good as Falcone, and he was. He was amazing, and I thought, like, Falcone as a character was interesting, but I like the, like, larger-than-life villains more than, like, the street-level, mm-hmm. like, real kind of person villains, and sometimes Black Mask feels a little bit too, like normal like i know he has a mask but like i'd love to see scarecrow done again also because i love scarecrow but i feel like he he was done well i would love to see mr freeze taken seriously yes that would be great i would love to see poison ivy taken seriously yeah you know what i I mean i feel that yes as much as i love dark knight like i could use two-face like it seemed like he came and went and didn't really get a whole like panned out storyline so that'd right. be cool. Give me another Riddler movie where he's more Riddlery. <laughs> Maybe he'll learn. Yeah, he get because because it did feel at the end when he had that moment with the Joker. It did feel very much like you did good. Like you can do better now. Like mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm very much excited about what's coming next mm-hmm. with Matt Reeves making Batman movies. Right. I loved Robert Pattinson like I I know that he didn't do much do anything but he but what he did was great he was a great presence was good he was a great Batman what what, yes you don't like how mean he was to Alfred we know okay but when you think about oh this person's playing Batman my mind always goes to how are they going to do Batman and how are they going to do Bruce Wayne there was not a lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie there was no Bruce Wayne in this movie but you said it was an origin so now we'll get to see that next time and I also liked, I mean, I'm. this is the last thing I'm going to say. I liked that he wasn't, like, overly ripped, like uh, Christian Bale and stuff like that. I felt like it was a good, like, he looks like a fighter kind of thing. They had that moment where Alfred said, like, there's some fruit in a bowl for you. It's like, he could literally eat anything. He could eat fruit. He could eat a chowder. He could eat a steak. He doesn't eat much, and that showed on his body. He had very lean mm-hmm. uh, physique. It looked good. I loved Robert Pattinson. I don't care. He was good. Coming to the the finale here of the Batman, what star rating would you give this movie? Four and a half. Keep in mind, you what? Four and a half batterings. Four and a half batterings out of five. I want to keep in mind, we are going to do a quick top five ranking of Batman movies right after this, so you'll see how this kind of fits in later, but um, I'm giving it five stars. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. And the second time, I loved it even more. Just the atmosphere. Oh, I could like live in that atmosphere in a movie for like three hours. I can't live in Gotham City. I would not want to do that. That's not what I was saying. I could just sit there. I could have watched it longer. I know you wanted the third act gone, or I guess at least changed, but I could have watched it longer. I could have watched it longer. Yeah, I, I just loved didn't like it. what it they was, did with it was that beautiful. time. I just didn't. Right, exactly. I got you. Would you recommend it? Yes. Yes, me too. It's just of so course. long. <laughs> It is. It is long, but I just think it's worth it. All right. So there's been a lot of live action Batman movies to give you the list that we are dealing with. Starting from the first one, uh, we are ignoring the 1966 Adam West movie because I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. We'll start with Tim Burton's Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, 
The Dark Knight Rises, Batman v Superman, and finally The Batman. Those are the movies that we're dealing with here when we're ranking them into a list. Now, we don't want to sit here forever explaining every single thing, so we're just going to give you top five, starting from number five, and we'll tell you what our our top five live-action Batman movies are, including the one we just talked about. So, do you want to start with what your number five is, or do you want to Uh, mention the the four that didn't make it at all? uh, You just mentioned them. Okay. There they are. (laughs) They exist. (laughs) So then, what is your number five? My number five is Batman 1989. Okay. The Tim Burton's yes. uh, Batman. With Jack Nicholson as Joker. Right. It was the one that, I mean, not that I thought this one. I saw it in the theater when I was one. <laughs> right. But it was the one that went, okay, we're going to take this seriously. This is going to be dark. And it's right. fun. It's funny thinking about that now after having the Nolan trilogy. and now, How campy it is. Right. And now the Matt Reeves movie. But they took it seriously, and it was a yeah. wonderful performance by Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton, and I don't know, really love it. That It's my number four, so... I my number four is going to be controversial, but what's your number five? My number five is Batman Forever, and I put it on the list because as a young kid, I watched this movie probably more than any other movie mm-hmm. at the time. It has Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know if they did any of these characters anything like they are in the comic books, but I know that it was colorful, it was wild, and I loved it. And I and I loved Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Like, just saying those words, it's ridiculous. This Can movie. I jump in here and say that my controversial number four is Batman Forever? <laughs> so we switched them. <laughs> right. It's just like, if you're going to pick from, like, the Joel Schumacher movies, obviously you're going to pick Batman Forever. Okay. If, but it's just nostalgia. If 89 Batman was taking the comic book and updating it to take it seriously, this was yes. taking the 1966 TV series and updating it and taking it seriously. Yes, that's like, true. It, it was like, all right, Jim Carrey, we cast you as the Riddler. He didn't go get a comic book and read Riddler stories. He watched Frank right. Gorshin. Right. As the Riddler. Right. So then, what's your number three? Batman Begins. Same. Are we going to have, like, almost the same list? This is cool. I'm really nervous about your number one. The one and two. But Batman Begins, a lot of people say, oh, it's so boring. But my God, does it set it all up so well. (laughs) It does. It does. Batman Begins, Killian Murphy as Scarecrow. Mm -hmm. I know I just said that I want to see Scarecrow again. It's almost because I loved that so much that I just want to see it in this dark, scary Reeves thing. I don't I don't. I know. Um, He was just so good. Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul was perfect casting. So you submit to the Ra's al Ghul, not the Ra's al Ghul? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I also submit to Falcone, not Falcone, but... That was weird. Yes, I agree. I feel like it was just so they could connect it to Falcon. I think it was also because you've got Maroni, Falcone, you'll start getting them mixed up, but it could have been the Falcon well, thing. In Italian, it would have been Falcone, but whatever. Right. I think they should have done it like that. So what's your my, number two? My number two is the Batman. Don't you fucking same. say it. Okay. Same. <laughs> okay. It's the same. Okay. Exactly. Yes. For, I mean, see the previous hour and change that we've been talking right yes and number one is the dark knight exactly which is Correct. almost a 
perfect movie and Batman's in it. So our top five is the same movies. We just switched four and five. So Mm -hmm. that's actually, I like that. That's funny. I spent a lot of time after seeing it the first time, after seeing the Batman the first time, knowing that a conversation would be, is this better than the Dark Knight? Like, did they they surpass it? It's not. It's just not. Like, but they're also kind of completely different movies. Like, I know they're both Batman, but they're just a completely different take on it. And, I mean, you just kind of can't match Heath Ledger's performance with anything in this movie. But it's also like Batman Begins. It was nice did to all Alfred, the, right? Yeah, Batman Begins did all the setup, and then Dark Knight was able yeah. to just hit, hit the ground running. Go. Let's see what Matt Reeves does with the Matt sequel Reeves to this number one. two. We'll Cause see. Now, because now we did all the setup, now you can hit the ground running. A lot of peepers are going to be watching Matt Reeves on this second movie. I'll tell and, you that right and now. Timothy Chalamet as Hush. Hush. Oh my god, it. I want it so bad now. Now, so listen. I have one last story that I want to tell you, and then we can sign off. You're fine. During this whole The Batman thing, they had the Batman Calzone going on at Little Caesars, Mm -hmm. I want to say it is. The Calzone? No, a Batman Calzone. Well, is it Falcone or... (laughs) And Dylan was like, we got to get the Batman Calzone. (laughs) Okay, we got to go get that thing. It's literally it's a, a pizza. pizza a lot <laughs> It's pizza. It is. It's pizza and calzones all together formed into a bat configuration. Right. right. So we go to Little Caesars. We're standing in a Little Caesars. Dylan, me, Kristen. And they had an amazing Batman poster hanging in there. And I say I buy the Batman calzone. Kristen standing in Little Caesars contemplating all the choices in her life that led her to this moment. <laughs> exactly. I say, hey, what do you guys do with these posters? Once you're done with them. No. Right? Please tell me it's hanging in Dylan's apartment. It's not, unfortunately. And I wanted that thing. Unfortunately, the worker that's not paid enough to deal with an idiot that wants a Batman poster (laughs) was like, I don't know, man. Like, I I don't know what they do with them. He's like, but since you bought a Batman calzone, you do get a poster. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah. And so he gave me this, like, 8.5 by 11, like, kind of cardboard like art print that's kind of cool little caesar's branded but it's the batman right and so dylan also got one of course and so the type of material that the poster was took oil from your fingers easily so we started holding them on our fingertips like kind of holding them up like a waitress or a waiter holds like a tray of drinks to make sure that there's no oil on it right and i start talking to dylan and Kristen while we wait for our batman calzones plural because Dylan got one and I got one. Um, <laughs> and we learned very quickly that we could have just gotten one and shared it. But I'm holding my art print on my fingertips and I'm saying to Dylan and Kristen, you know, when Matt and I talk about the movie, I feel like it's going to come up. Is it better than The Dark Knight? Is The Dark Knight better? And really, I've been thinking about it and they're really completely different movies because the new one is a lot like darker. It's a lot more horror based. The original one's more like a crime thriller movie. And Dylan just starts laughing. And I'm like, what? Like, do you disagree or something? He's like, no, I'm just imagining someone walking into a little Caesars (laughs) and seeing a guy holding a little poster on his fingertips of the Batman and just monologuing (laughs) about the complexities between the Dark Knight and the Batman. 
in a Little Caesars <laughs> while he waits for his Batman calzone to be and his, ready. And his poor girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that can't even eat dairy, <laughs> mind you. She can't eat dairy, and she's stuck in this Little she Caesars. She's an angel from heaven for you. Oh, God. So that's my story about my... <laughs> trip to get a batman calzone i hope everyone stayed through that i hope everyone enjoyed this you can catch us on our instagram let's run that back uh you can catch us on let's run that back.com that's our website our email address is let's run that back pod at gmail.com let us know what you thought of the batman let us know if you agree that the riddler wasn't the riddler and it doesn't really matter if you agree or not because again matt has stated he is correct in his assertion i have no equal (laughs) thank you for listening to let's run that back i'm cody i'm matt we're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter and you have a great day